Hey, y'all. Welcome to Sharpen, where no matter the candid conversation, we always end up whittling life down to what matters most, and we hope that as you hang out with us, you will be inspired to do the same. My name's Nicole Payne. This is Danielle Perry. This is Lynn Rue. And this is Natara Blount. And today's topic is L-O-V-E. Patient, love, kind, love, sweet, love, kind. Don't, don't, don't. Uh-huh. That's a good okay. one. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to jump right into these here questions, y'all. Well, when we, uh, I'm learning, when we um, really evolve in love the way God has mapped out for us to evolve, First uh, John 4 talks about um, per- being made perfected okay. in love. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull it up real quick because I want to be right about it. It's talking about God is love. And if we say we love but we hate our brother, then we lying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we lying. You know, and love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Um, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. But he who fears has not been made, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Um, We love because he first loved us. So um, there is a receiving of love, of God's love that we do, right? But then there is... um, the perfecting of that love that we receive from God shows through our love outwardly. That's why the Bible says that the first and great commandment is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So we show that we are being perfected in love by receiving the love of God. And what that does is that changes us so much in here that then we are able to reflect that same love outwardly. If we cannot reflect that same love outwardly, then we're not being made, we're not being perfected in love and, what you talked about that being fleshed out in friendship love, mm-hmm. in uh, uh, marital love, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, receiving God's love, letting him show you that he really fully knows you mm-hmm. and like just opening up to that, not trying to close anything off from him. It puts you in a mature space mm-hmm. to be able to do that for other people. Right. So you can say, hey, y'all, my lip is on the lean. I need some prayer, even okay. though that was uncomfortable for you, even mm-hmm. though that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or I am anxious. I deal with anxiety. Y'all pray for me, please. Like things that we would want to keep close to the vest. Mm-hmm. When we receive the love of God, understanding that we're fully known by him, that strengthens us to um, be bold enough to be misunderstood by people when we put ourselves out there and they may not, you know, they may mishandle mm-hmm. us. Um, but but knowing that we have that safe safest space with God matures us in love and it emboldens us to put ourselves out there and possibly be misunderstood but when we put ourselves out there and the people respond the way God would want them to respond to us we have that community we have that vulnerable Mm -hmm. space and so that's how love's supposed to work Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, if we get stuck on question three that's fine because I think this is a really good one Mm -hmm. So it says, pick one of the following types of love and tell us how it's most prominent in your life, a.k.a. your experience with it, etc. And I wanted to start with agape because that's where all the other loves come from. So let you go first. So this definition that I I see here on Google, it says that agape, agape is the highest level of love to offer. 
It's given without any expectations mm-hmm. of receiving anything in return. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like God's love. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a conversation with um, Jared in the car one day just about a particular situation where it was hard to love. And I was asking him, you know, how do you, you know, how do you love people that are hard to love? Because I see that you do that, you know, just with certain members of his family, whatever, whatever. I'm like, how do you just do that? And he's like, well, um, I don't, I don't remember how he put it, but it brought me to tears. But he was basically like, what is God's love? How does God love us? He doesn't love us expecting anything in return. So when we find ourselves having a hard time loving someone that's hard to love, we do it anyway because that's what God does for us. Mm-hmm. His love is unconditional, which means that there yeah. are no conditions. It doesn't matter what we do, what we say, how we're acting. God is still going to straight up be like, oh, that's my daughter. That's mm-hmm. my son. I, I love them. Mm-hmm. And when we really, you know, kind of get out of our own way when it comes to loving people that are hard to love, and when we really think about how God loves us, that agape kind of love, it kind of like, it just sets you straight Mm, sets you straight it sets you straight because knowing you you know you better than anyone knows you right well god knows you better but after god you know you right Mm -hmm. you know what can be in your heart sometimes Mm -hmm. you know what can be in your mind sometimes but the fact that god still loves me despite this filth yeah my righteousness is is still as filthy rags but god still loves me the way that he does Mm -hmm then absolutely I can love this person that's getting on my last nerve. Mm-hmm. But I can still love getting them. <laughs> so, you know, agape just really <laughs> stuck out to me because it mm. sounds like God's love. It sounds like unconditional love. It sounds like the kind of love that, you know what? The, you know how the Bible says, forgive that person seven times 70? Mm-hmm. That's love. Yeah. Nobody really wants to do that. Right. Especially mm-hmm. if that's, if that person keeps doing whatever that thing is that's really like getting under your skin, you don't want to keep forgiving them over and over. But that's what God does for mm-hmm. us. Very much so. Yeah. So, um, and then also knowing that His Word says, um, uh, "Forgive them, forgive them, Father." Uh, no, what's what's the prayer, y'all? Forgive them. Oh, the Lord's Prayer? The Lord's Prayer. Wait, no, not oh, what they father. do. No, forgive no. us our sins our as we forgive as those, we forgive those all who trespass against us. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Forgive us as, which is a perpetual word. It's it's in the process of doing mm-hmm. as we're forgiving people, you know. So it's one of those things where God is telling us, okay, you asking me for forgiveness, right? But have you right gotten mm-hmm. your heart right, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to forgiveness with that person or that person? So if God. If God wants us to just love people and he wants us to um, just give of ourselves to people, yeah. I think that agape love is the kind of love that he wants us to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we won't we won't always get it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. we still are commanded mm-hmm. to give it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put Philia next at when I swapped them. Okay. Um, I'll see what part I want to read first. Okay, notes? so the most common form of filial love, huh? You have notes. 
Yeah, but I didn't write them. <laughs> the most <laughs> <laughs> the most common form of philia is close friendship. Mm-hmm. Um and Come on, I'm teach gonna us. read this out. <laughs> I'm gonna read this out of out of James. You adulterous people. Mm. Do you not <laughs> that's what it said. <laughs> James four and four, y'all. I didn't write this. It's from James. <laughs> you adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Mm. So in here, in this verse. We are looking at the the form philia of love, and it goes like beyond basic acquaintance and familiarity, mm-hmm. but then it goes more into commitment and association. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about it's, you can have agape love for non-believers, yeah, but not really philia love. Because mm-hmm. when you start when you start digging deeper mm-hmm. into being committed. <clears throat> to someone moving beyond just being familiar when it starts going into like a deep love like um some of the examples in the bible are jesus and lazarus like lazarus Mm -hmm. lazarus was his boy lazarus when i'm sure jesus saw plenty of people die Mm -hmm. and you know plenty of people that he probably knew Mm -hmm. die but he cried Mm-hmm. When Lazarus, he, and he knew he was going to heal him. He mm-hmm. knew he was going right. to raise him up, mm-hmm. but it still broke his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of loved Lazarus more like a, like, like a little brother. It wasn't mm-hmm. his brother, but he loved him in that way. Kind of reminds me of how my boys love your boys, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or even um, Jonathan and David. Mm-hmm. And people try to say, oh, they was lovers. No, mm-hmm. no. You must not have like a really close friend if that's what you're thinking. Because right, right, right. there, there right. is a the deep sex. love right. that you can have mm-hmm. with someone who is not your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we start thinking about filial love, I think it... I was just listening to a message by Pastor Stephen Chandler. And he was talking in, in, in February. He does like relationship series and he was saying this relationship that we're going to talk about today um you know all other relationships hinge off of it Mm -hmm. and he was talking about friendships and he was talking about close tight friendships Mm -hmm. and he was like you know Mm, what are our prayers for our kids that they get some that they link up to some quality people um that's why you're looking like what he said don't go, don't hang around him no more. Mm-hmm. Don't go back on that side, of, on that side of the block. Don't go over there with him because he be getting in trouble, and you be getting in trouble with him. Mm-hmm. And you want, you know, we want our children because they're impressionable to be linked up with like-minded families, mm-hmm. like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Because when they start really building those tight relationships, the voices of those people start having an influence on what they think, on the things that they do, the things that they want, mm-hmm. and it's the same yeah. as adults. Who are you linking mm-hmm. up to? You know, who, who is that friend, that person that you are so tight with that you're willing to tell them anything? Yeah. Um, and, and we have to be able to differentiate between having that agape love and having that tight, intertwined lifestyle kind of love yeah. mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with our friends. And we got we to gotta pick and choose. We got to yeah. be picky. And yeah. we all know... There are certain things you can share with some people, mm-hmm. and there are other things that's a little bit too deep, and, you, and I, I can't really, I can't, can't share that with some because I, the things you're going to speak over me, the things you're going to say, yep. I can't, I can't with what that, you know, with, with what that's going to do, mm-hmm. and and selecting the right people mm-hmm. to let into that space, 
lends itself to how you conduct yourself in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talk to the wrong person about your husband and they might put a different kind of bug in your ear. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or how you conduct yourself on your job, how you conduct yourself with your children, how you conduct yourself in the ministry that you're a part of, or what, whatever it is that you're doing. Our thought processes, thought processes are influenced Correct. by those people that we pull into Correct. our bubble. And I think... Agape, people can be outside of your bubble. Just yeah. a general mm-hmm. love. Yeah. You know, like, don't do that. Don't say that about her. Don't mm-hmm. do that. That's not mm-hmm. nice. Now, she ain't my girl. That ain't my home. I, like, I don't even, I barely know her. But it hurts my heart for you to talk about her like that. Yes. It hurts my heart for you to treat that person like yes. that. Mm-hmm. But when you get into, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll give you the, the coat off my back or I'll mm-hmm. give you, you know, the, the money out of my bank account. It becomes a different a different kind of. Um, connection, a, a different kind of sacrifice, a different kind of vulnerability. Right. Not just the ones for our, our family and our um, children and our spouses, but even in this, your relatives aren't all in this bubble. Right. Not all of them. Right, right. That's true. Um, That's true. And they can't be. You can't, it's not, a, it's, I just feel like it's a very, um, what's the word when only VIPs? Exclusive? Exclusive? Exclusive. It's a very exclusive space right. when it comes to me. And I've learned to be more careful about where I put people. Right. Yeah. Um, I think you can have <clears throat> friends. I know we say, acquaint, you know, everybody else is an acquaintance. But you, I think you can have friends, but I think there are levels of friends. Right. Yes. There are friends that I can, you know, I can do and talk about certain things. And then there are friends that are just a little tighter. Right. But Jesus loved all of his disciples. But right. when he went to do some crucial things, he only took about three. Right. Doesn't mean that he didn't love the the others. Exactly. So um, I think about the three when I think about Philia. Mm-hmm. That's good. The three. That's good. Mm. That's good. A friend loves at all times when a brother is born four times a day. It's a proverb. Come on. adversely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Proverbs 17, 17. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's over there. Well, no, not it. But yeah, I hear you. That reminds me of when I graduated from college and a family member said to me, um, you want to align yourself with people that are moving in the same direction you are. Mm -hmm. And um, that has always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. That, that, That was the one thing that is most memorable about that day that I graduated, you know, you want to align yourself with people that are moving in the same direction you are moving now. And yeah, because you have to. And I don't think your circle should be vast. Like it should be enormous either. When you were talking about that, um, there were 12. Like, your circle just shouldn't be that big. You can be social. You can be, like you said, demonstrating agape love to everybody. But your That's core the big group... That's agape. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. your core group... Yeah, it's smaller. It, it should be smaller. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it should not be, right. you know, an entourage. And you paying out, you know, mm-hmm. you paying for everybody in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And stuff get messy. It's, it definitely it does. It does. Yeah. It does. Am I next? Uh, I think I'm next. Oh. Eros. Yeah, so Eros love is the um, sensual or romantic love. 
I thought you was going to pick it, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Nope, I said... <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that one. Uh, um, so, let's see, because I asked, I think... Uh, tell us how it's most prominent in your life. Okay, so Errol's love. So, I put loving what this... I'm loving what this looks like in marriage for me and Quasi these days. Quasi mm-hmm. and me these days. After almost 17 years of marriage, I feel like we're finally getting this part right. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you understand? After mm-hmm. 17 years. Mm-hmm. Come on here. Mm-hmm. So which which, which mm-hmm. points to the fact that at the beginning of marriage, I had to face up. I think we, he and I both had to face up to the fact that sex in marriage has, it was going to take work. Yeah. And before marriage, I think I just had in my mind, oh, we just going to slide, slip right on into it. And we slip. Just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> what you tell everybody that day? Did y'all, everybody everybody um, lubricate. Remember that day yeah, before praise and worship looked? Cause they, was cause was dry. everybody was dry. Everybody was dry. Everybody was dry. They need to lubricate. Terrible. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a rude awakening. Yeah. Like you mean, like this? This is gonna take work. This is what the whole, this is what I've been trying to stay tight for. That's right. Right. Literally <laughs> tight. Keeping closed for. Sheesh. You understand? I'm talking about. But um. <laughs> But I'm so glad y'all took this. <laughs> listen, let's talk, listen. We need to talk about the tr- things do. truthfully because this is a, a part of the reason why I was so struggling. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Need right. to be talked about by safe folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on. So, um, I myself, I can speak for me. I have had to get under layers of hindrances regarding sexuality and sex for me. Mm-hmm. Um. And that those layers, some of those layers stem from trauma around childhood experiences with what I would call sexual exploration, Mm -hmm. sexual or intimacy Mm -hmm. in in childhood. Mm -hmm. Part of that messed me up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it took me, well, I wouldn't say it took me years, but there was a point in life, in adulthood, when I was faced with it all over again, seemingly out of the blue. And at this point, the warfare around it was so strong that I was like, all right, Lord, what I do? Cause this is, this is about to, this is about to like unhinge me mm-hmm. anxiety around it. So, um, that's when God led me to therapy mm-hmm. and it has been God and therapy that have opened up this healing balm for me here. In this, in this uh, area mm-hmm. of love, Eros mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. and in marriage. So uh, I put working through this plus Quasi and, and I being intentional, intentional about being the best versions of ourselves makes the Eros love free and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, seemingly because, I put seemingly because the other types of love are displayed through this. So I, I'm thinking of, uh, you were talking about friendship love, right? And how Pastor Chandler was talking about the friendship love is kind of like the bedrock for all the other types. Yeah, because if me and Quasi, if we're not, you know, you talked about you and Montague, if we're at odds and we just came out of a space mm-hmm. where we were at odds, and all y'all know about that anyway, mm-hmm. don't nobody want to jump in the sack? I know I didn't want to. Jump in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I don't always feel that. Yeah, right. the, you you're right. You're right. Let us be very clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it it strained the arrows part of love for us because the other parts wasn't right. <laughs> you understand? So um, yeah. 
Yeah, this arrows jumps cherry on the top. Okay. Yeah, right. You understand? And the Bible talks about it. What does it say? It does. In the Song of Songs. It does. Okay, all kinds of allegory and metaphor and that symbolism fruit. and imagery. Climbing up that tree and grabbing okay? hold of Okay, we're talking about fruit. delectable things. You understand? Right. And laying between the bosoms. That's right. We're talking about gardens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Flourishing. You understand? I'm, a, I'm definitely aware of it. I was reading that last night. I was like, Lord, I feel some type of way. <laughs> and it's okay <laughs> that I'm feeling this type of way reading your word, Lord. You yeah. like Eros love. Yeah. You instituted it. That's yes, right. You understand? That's right. Yes, ma'am. Come on here. <laughs> so, I like this. It's true. It's good. Store J, because Natara has to take Joshua to Twigs. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I wanted to comment first. So. Oh. Okay. Ask Natara if it's okay. Yeah. No. So, real quick. I think what we... <laughs> What we need to do, since we're talking about arrows, so we talk, we're talking about moving into marriage, mm -hmm. there, there has to be a um, deprogramming. Yes, ma'am. It definitely has to be a deprogramming, especially if we've been intimate mm -hmm. prior to marriage. Right. Right. There has to be a deprogramming. For from that, because we're coming in with a skewed vision. Correct. Correct. We're coming in with a skewed vision of other um, relationships that we've been in mm -hmm. that we believe um, is how this marriage bed should work. Mm -hmm. When that's not how the marriage bed was designed. Originally designed to work, which is why God is saying we, uh, you have to, you know, be virgins when we come to the marriage bed. Mm -hmm. In addition, there are certain shows that we should not be watching, right? Mm -hmm. that, because that yeah. also gives us an ideology mm -hmm. of how this marriage is going to work. Like before mm -hmm. I got married, I read quite a bit of romance books. Mm -hmm. All right. And I still do. I read rom I like rom romances. I'm a rom com rom -com. girl. Mm -hmm. Um but now I look at it and I'm like, that is so right. Insane. Like, Girl, like what is happening? Well, here? Went down that way or like, why like why are you second choice and mm -hmm. all of these other things? But before that that was not my thought process. And right. I'm thinking, or I was a soap opera. I grew up with soap opera. So I'm thinking, you know, hey, we getting in here, okay. It's on and popping when somebody's like, nah, can we wait a minute? I'm looking like... Wait for what? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why are we waiting? You all right? I'm all right. <laughs> Let it go down right now. And that's not... So there's a lot of deprogramming that we have to go before the Lord mm -hmm. and ask us and get in his word and ask him to cleanse us mm -hmm. so that we're not... One, we're not struggling. Mm -hmm. You're not struggling. And, um, and yes, it's, it's not that it's not this struggle. It's not this push pull. It's not these thought processes like, well, that, you know, that never happened to me before, or, you know, I'm not understanding why. Then y'all looking at each other sideways and it's like, mm, I don't want to go down, but the other person wanted to go down. So it's like, get over it and let's get down. You know, I'm just saying, but deprogram, <laughs> deprogram. Can I just add real quick? Yes. Before, I'm sorry. And when it comes to pornography. Come yes. on, sis. Pull that it out. It's ain't real sex. It's not. Right. I just watched 30 Minutes with the Perrys. Oh, I got to watch the that. The other Perrys, mm -hmm. Jackie and, and 
Preston. Preston. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about that. Um, and they were talking about sex. And yeah. they was they were like, that, it's not, that ain't it. It's no. Not, it's paid not actors not. and actresses. It's not real. Yes. And, and just going back to It's a program, script. When you, again, if, that, if, you, if you were exposed to that yes. right, before marriage, which I was, right? Mm-hmm. You have this mindset that you have to be deprogrammed. You do. Because you think. Oh well, if that's what they did, right? It must be that way, right? Yeah, and it ain't. It's mm-hmm. not. And masturbation. It ain't. Um, <laughs> it ain't. So, so since we talking about the pornography and the masturbation, mm-hmm. come on now, because we correct. We know we do it, and, and most times they go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. That's not happening. So now you got a mental image, and you having sex with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now when you are with someone else and you wondering why you're not feeling not the way satisfied. that you're mm-hmm. feeling is because you've now manipulated yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Deprogram. That's right. Deprogram. I agree. So there are all kinds of perversion that can happen even when you're not penetrated. Right. That's right. Even yes. when you yes. have not penetrated oh, yes. somebody else. Oh, yeah. Yes. All yes. other types. Absolutely. All Amen. of avenues. Let us move on. Okay. <laughs> so the last one, it's actually pronounced storge. Storge. Yes. Storge. Okay. So this is a natural or instinctual affection as a parent to a child or a child to a parent. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know. Yeah. I am the mom of the Rue tribe. Yeah. And. Uh, and to many at the school as well. Oh. And Comedy the Urbanites of Baltimore. It really, it really does trickle over Either into way. that it does. when you're yes. dealing with children. Um, yeah. Yep. And I, I just, I love teenagers. I, I'm, I'm very proud of the Root Tribe. You know, they are, when I just look at them and I look at who they are and who they're becoming as adults, I know also that God has answered my prayers for them. Um, that they... That me, Dante, and I walking through and breaking generational curses is evident when I see my children Mm -hmm. and what they have not done and the things that they are accomplishing now as young adults um, that Dante and I, it wasn't even in our thought process to do. Um, So with that, and then... It does. It, it definitely lends over to my urbanite children. Um, I said I was going to stop calling them the urbanites, but that's what they are right now um, in school. And just the conversations that I have with them and they know that I love them and I want the best for them. I always tell them the same parent that uh, Jawan, Taiwan, Justin, Christian and Sydney have is the same teacher an administrator that you have, you just, you just missed the rod of correction. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if you would get you it, you would get right. You would get right. You would be a little straight under right now. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, it's, it's that parental love and ch- uh, the, the love that you have because you want the best, mm-hmm. you know, you want them to go further. And you, with my experiences of being the root tribe, parent I then also give to my students so so that's what it is it's just it's 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 a feeling I love getting up going to work every day dealing with them being their parent and being a root child still navigating this adult life 
Kadotes. 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 <laughs> Every day they call me weird. It's okay. They do. Right. But, you know, like what you said when with uh, the kids, when you see them, and every day I, you know, come downstairs, I see Sydney because she's like the last one that I see because she works from home and she'll come down. So I'm like, hey, Sid. And she just yep. looks at me like, calm down. You being weird. Have my kids. <laughs> like, you being But weird. let you not do that. Right. Let you not glow, you know, light up when they come around and they be looking like, what? Like, right. yeah, you, you okay? I did that with Gideon one day. I came, I was, I was trying to find something. I was frustrated. He was like, "Hey, mom." I was like, "What's up?" Mm-hmm. And then I was doing something. He was like, "Mom, mm-hmm. you don't respond like that to me." Correct. <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, Gideon. Let me stop what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. He was looking like, "Girl, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me, right, <laughs> Gideon?" <laughs> he couldn't believe it. Exactly. I'm sorry. This is totally off subject. Has Gideon ever done that? Um, I think it's called the Shimoni dance. I don't know why that just came to my head. You What's know that. Ah, oh, I mean, has he ever done that before? It's kind of how he dances. I mean, it's in that same. I can't see that? Like, yeah, see he doesn't do much moving. That. It's just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is how he dances. Like he be dead up. Unless he, if he's dancing for real, he gonna do a cartwheel. I don't know where that came wow. from. <laughs> Yes. He was in a full suit. Yeah. When he went to this dance and he went down the Soul Train line. And he did a he did a full on cartwheel. As he was breaking it down. Did the flip, came back through. <laughs> Get him, Gideon. Yes, he did. Yep. That was a video. I think he was like a white boy. He was getting it though. He was like, Yeah. I just see Gideon doing that. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, to stay connected with us, check the show notes for the direct links to all the platforms where this podcast is available, or you can keep watching right here on YouTube. And if this podcast helps to build you up in any way and you want others to benefit too, please like, subscribe, comment, and share as this helps to get the word out. This podcast is also a part of the Just Be brand, which you can follow via the links in the show notes as well. There's merch in all there, y'all, including my book, Just Be Child, which can be found on Amazon. If anything said here helped you, please take a moment to share or repost this and any other videos from this channel that resonate with you. We thank y'all so much for being here with us today at Sharpen, where no matter the candid conversation, we always whittle life down to what matters most. And we hope that today, as you hung with us, you were inspired to do the same. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.